0: Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. As I record this, I'm in beautiful, beautiful, Bella Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona is most famously known as uh, the place where you can have happy making and horrid hangovers of the seemingly most. Sunny, sangria-laden evenings spent in camaraderie and revelry. It's a place like no other. It's un paradiso, and I love it so. Life is already so very, very nice under the uh, Spanish sun, so it would take a lot to improve upon this situation. But somehow, as it happens, a ton of good stuff has come our way today. Uh, Namely, Spring for GraphQL 1.0 has just been released, and uh, Spring Boot 2.7, I can't imagine, will be too far behind it. Spring for GraphQL has been a long time in the wings, and I'm so very pleased to finally Go GA. I've done Spring Tips videos on Spring for GraphQL, and I've shown it in all my demos in the last couple of years. I'm also working on a multi-part series introducing Spring for GraphQL in more depth. But be sure to check out the Spring Tips playlist on spring.io for such video for more details. That'll be forthcoming, hopefully very soon, uh, and ideally before Spring I.O. next week. It'll speech. It'll feature special guests, Andres Marek, founder of the GraphQL Java Engine, uh, and Rason Stoyanchev, who built the fabulous Spring for GraphQL component model on top of the GraphQL Java Engine. Both of these uh, uh, illustrious uh, guests have been uh, guests on this very podcast, on this very show. So if you want to learn more from two of the uh, uh, biggest names in the GraphQL space, Just search the archives. And by the way, did you all know that there's a website, beautifulpodcast.fm, where you can find the old episodes and listen to them and so on? Barcelona is also the stage for next week's Spring IO event, the fabulous Spring IO event, which has become sort of the de facto Spring 1 Europe show these days. A ton of folks from the Spring team will be here next week, and this is notable for a number of reasons, including that this is the first in-person show where a lot of us will have been since the pandemic thwarted our plans early in 2020. The pandemic descended so quickly that in 2020, I actually had Spring IO organizer Sergi Anmar on the show to talk about the then impending Spring IO 2020 event. That would be delayed and then delayed again and then eventually canceled, right? And um, it was just, you know, uh, they were in such a situation like so many other conferences around the world where they just couldn't be sure that if they held a conference that the government would allow them to have it or that people would come. The situation is uh, uh, better and, um, you know, hopefully uh, that'll reflect in next week's show uh, here in 2022. But it's been touch and go for a long time. I'm a big fan of Sergi and I'm a big fan of uh, all that he's done to make this show so successful. Uh, We were so hopeful back then. Uh, And then, of course, everything Went south, and we all had to wait too long and dark years for our chances to return to Spain for spring I O. But here we are now, and I'm wearing a, I'm wearing like a like a full body condom, a spacesuit, a helmet, a hazmat suit, trying to to avoid any germs whatsoever, COVID or otherwise. I'm so darn close to the show I can taste it, and I refuse to let anything keep me from it. Returning to these shows has been a privilege I cherish more than ever. It's important to be careful out there, but the conference organizers are careful and we're careful. I have to believe it's possible for us to congregate again. There's a lot that goes into running a conference and that was true even before the pandemic, but these things, but these things are, uh, you know, doubly so more difficult uh, now in the era of the pandemic. So I really wanted to sit down and talk to somebody about that and who better than Mark Hazel, organizer and co-founder of Uh, DevOps UK, and Vox Days, uh, respectively. DevOps, and now the Vox Days series, are two of the biggest names in the Java conference space, and for good reason. They bring the best in the business, and me, uh, to communities all around the world to share and consume the latest and greatest in enterprise Java. Mark is a personal friend of mine, and a person who's gone out of his way over the many years we've known each other to look out for me when I maybe needed some care. I'm a big Mark Hazel fan, and personally and professionally, I respect him. Uh, he gives 110% to everything, uh, which is you know, super appreciated, right? It's a bit vague. I know it's a bit vague. I suppose the only way to clarify it, to kind of see what I mean, uh, and to get a good perspective on what it means to run a conference, uh, let alone a conference as successful as DevOps UK in the era of the pandemic, uh, I suppose the only way to do that is just to talk to him. So let's dive right into it. This is a lot harder than it looks. People don't know. I have to go to the file menu and yeah.
1: (laughs) Press buttons. Press
0: a button, like one button.
1: The the right button. It's
0: very difficult. I can understand that. Trying trying to do this stuff under pressure. People who know me know I don't do well with pressure. Uh, And this is that. Hey, wait a minute. I I suppose you, you've gotten very good at the pushing of buttons.
1: I push buttons occasionally, (laughs) Josh. (laughs) often the wrong ones i mean all
0: these presentations by all these people they seem to go off without a hitch and that's i expect in large part because you knew
1: i think it's mainly because um we tell them what time they're supposed to be on
0: yeah
1: and um uh, then they go to the right place (laughs) and they do their thing and they tend to be really good professionals which is always appreciated
0: yeah yeah you're you're pretty not not great i mean you let me in but you're a pretty good judge of character with some notable exceptions
1: yeah, um, some of those are um, uh, considered important people in the industry, and so we have to let them in. But, um... <laughs> rap scaly at all? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm happy to be here, Mark. I just, uh, uh, we are at DevOps UK. This is my first in-person show since the virus abroad. I did DevOps UK, and then I did before that did did. Uh, they have Nexus, which is in the United States. Yeah. So I've done two conferences since the virus, since the pandemic started.
1: And that's coming for, from you. Yeah. Pre-pandemic, you were doing what?
0: A million kilometers a year, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know?
0: Yeah, yeah, so so this is my second show. And I, frankly, if this was the last show I did for the year, you know, it's nice to be home. But this is a good one. I wanted to be at this one.
1: How are you finding it? How have you found that that change? So being kind of static for a while? Because... We've had some times where you oh. and i have hooked up for coffee in um <laughs> london while you're on you've flown in you yeah. on the way to cambridge to give like a, a two-hour talk yeah. to some folks and then you were flying to japan three hours later something and that year. was yeah. something that was kind of your regular normal week
0: yeah well and i know you know what that's like because you're you're uh, involved in all these voxed shows and you've got this amazing uh, devox uk show yeah, you know, it, things get hectic when they get hectic, right? It's a good problem to have, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. Totally. But I mean, I mean, have you, have you been really hankering after getting back to in person?
0: Yeah, I don't want to go back to. I don't. Do you? Does anyone really want to go back to that same level? I would like to not go back to that same group. Like, I'm okay with halfway or even a <laughs> quarter. You know, like.
1: I think I think we've we've realigned the. Amount of hecticness that we want and that we're comfortable with, right? And finding a, a mid ground there. It's like this week. So we we went back to doing DevOps UK at the end of last year. Wow. Um, so we did that in November, and that was, it was a difficult show, because it was one that was supposed to happen originally May twenty twenty, wow. and so yeah, the pandemic came along. We ended up postponing in February of that year. Yeah. And the original thought was, hey, let's see the summer through and we'll try and put it on in August, maybe. Would and then say, we no. pushed. And then we all put we pushed that to November and then we pushed it to the following May. And then eventually we did it last November. And,
0: and uh, even that was a hybrid. Yeah.
1: yeah, we did that hybrid format. So um it was like having three conferences running at once because wow. we had <laughs> we had in-person speakers here an in-person crowd here online participants remote speakers
0: yeah
1: and so remote speakers beaming in to be played at the event as well as remote speakers being played through the through the um
0: pre-recorded
1: and pre-records as well yeah and so it, it, it was like I, I wow. said at the time, it was a bit like playing Tetris with live cats. <laughs> yeah. It was just completely bonkers. <laughs> and at any moment, like I just thought I was going to com- completely combust. Um, so that was a hard show. And actually, we got kind of, at that point, numbers just started rising again in the, in the oh UK. God. So we went from a place where everyone was kind of, Getting used to and fairly comfortable to, oh my God, here comes the winter wave. Um, And the UK numbers started hitting 50,000, 55,000 positives a day. And at that point, it was a real blessing having the event platform that we created, Rocket. Mm -hmm. Because what Rocket allowed us to do was just say to folks, look, I know you've got an in-person ticket. But if you actually would rather come along um, and only attend online, Mm -hmm. then... Feel free to do so. Yeah. yeah, you need to be comfortable. You need to be happy with 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 your choice. And what we saw is we had a busy first day and then a lot of people were like, wow, actually, this is a little bit overloading for me. Not uh, Maybe I wasn't quite ready to come back to um, in person. full in-person. I watched the next two days at home. Um, and so it worked perfectly last yeah. time around. I'm very glad to be back to in-person only this year. And I mean, we... We record pretty much everything. It all gets spun out and, and put out on YouTube next week anyway. Yeah. So folks that are, are still not comfortable coming along, yeah. they get to see some content. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as being here because sure you know what it's like. You go to a session, you watch it. Yeah, it's really informative. You've heard from an expert. Mm-hmm. It's really cool content, but it's actually the conversation you have with the guys or, or, or girl sitting next to you, Yeah. Um who's got a slightly different perspective and different challenges um in their work to what you've got that conversation then opens up your mind to new possibilities going on from there so the hallway you know, that hallway track is just the most important element of it
0: 100 and i there's also i think uh, an element of zoom fatigue right there's that i think just to the extent that we all still want to learn, I think we can agree: sitting in front of a computer for eight hours is not a fun way to do it, right? No.
1: And at least when you're in, in person, as a speaker, you know you're not going to get zoom bombed. Yeah. Oh. I mean, somebody oh. could somebody could run on stage. Right. Um, but then, hopefully but, they don't. Yeah. I was chatting with somebody um a few days ago who was doing a security talk yeah. on Zoom a couple of um, weeks ago oh, and got no. zoom bombed. And there were lots of porn images coming up, etc. The people watching thought that it was part of the talk because they was demonstrating <laughs> the fact that it's easy to get at. So right. he's like, no, it's not part oh, of the talk. This is actually me freaking out right now.
0: I had a, I did a presentation. Uh, it was a, it was a publicly announced presentation, but it was intended for like, I mean, I suppose anybody could have gotten in there or whatever. You just had to register, but it was like a, it's like a webinar kind of thing. I don't know. But it was on Zoom. And this is like in the beginning of the pandemic where we're all still figuring out getting our sea legs, trying to figure out what it's like to do these things entirely online, you know? And yeah, I got Zoom-bombed. Somebody came in and just started screaming obscenities. And at some point, I'm like, what's going You know, we started just, the, the moderators uh, from my team just started shutting down all these different accounts. And of course, they'd sign right back in a second later under some other alias, you know? Just absolutely... The, mercifully, it's only in all the hundreds of presentations I've given each year since the virus descended on us. It's only happened, I think, twice. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, my goodness, it's a, it's made life, it's much harder to get past the physical security at the door, you know, and and, and then get up the stairs and get to the room and then get on stage there without being, you know, at least.
1: Yeah. You no, know, I mean, there's anxieties wherever you are now. Basically, you can't do a, you can't do an online presentation without being slightly anxious that something's um, gonna come up.
0: I mean, I I I don't. I used to be, pretty fearless about giving presentations because I never, it never even occurred to me that somebody would interrupt me mid mid sentence. You know, um, yeah, it's it's hard to do that. But I mean, nonetheless, I like being here. We're going back to that. I like being here. You've done an amazing job. You and the team, the the incredible team about whom you were just speaking before we turned on the microphone. Devon2K, um, Who are you though?
1: I am my, my name. My name. <laughs> My name is Josh <laughs> <laughs> uh, My name is Mark. Yeah. And I have been running... Hazel. Mark Hazel, indeed. Yeah. And I've been running DevOps UK for... This is the ninth edition that wow. we put out. And I've done eight. So, originally, DevOx UK... Um, for those folks who don't know DevOx, it was originally founded back in Belgium, like, 23 years ago, yeah. something like that, by Stefan Janssen. Jaropolis. Indeed, and it was Javopolis until some microsystems were like, hey, hey, thanks very much for using Java in the title. No. Um, And so he was like, oh, shit, find a different name. So, um, yeah, became DevOps. And then what, back in like 2012, something like that, I know Antonio Goncalves, who runs the Paris Java user group, he, he and a few other people were like, oh, it's a shame that none of us can like, Tickets sell out for Devox Belgium so fast every year. Yeah. Why can't we, why, let's do one in Paris. Yeah. And I I know he, I think he invited Stefan over and plied in with enough red wine until he said yes. <laughs> um, and then, so Devox France, the first one was 2013. And uh, Devox UK, the first one was 2013. Mm-hmm. Because when Martin Verberg and Ben Evans, who were really yeah. heavily involved in the and Java community at the time, uh, Heard the Paris Java user group were going to do a DevOps in Belgium. Yeah. They were like, hey, let's do one here in the <laughs> UK. And um yeah, they did that kind of in their spare time amongst all of their other community efforts that they were doing. And they were so active um, yeah. at this point. And um their regular day jobs. And then yeah. to try and run a conference on top of that. Um wow. uh, yeah, not for the faint-hearted. And so once they'd done that, they then gave me a shout and said, we, we we don't have the bandwidth, but there's a space. Would you do this? And I was working, I was consulting for a German company um, doing Java type shows um, in the US where you and I first met. Right. Um, and here in the UK anyway. So um, it was a chance for me to go, yeah, I'll uh, I'll go out and do that and uh, take a slightly different path. And so we've been doing that since, I've been involved since 2014, but it's it's a massive effort. Yeah. And it's a massive community effort. And it, I, I know a whole heap of shows out there, like have used this kind of tagline, by developers, for developers, mm-hmm. by the developer community, for the developer community, et cetera. And sometimes it's hard to understand if That's real, yeah, or if it's just another marketing um <laughs> phrase. Um, the two people you just mentioned
0: are there are very few people in the Java community that deserve to be called Java champion more than they, you know, they those are truly developers, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And this totally. is a conference by developers, yeah,
1: totally for
0: developers 100%. I could not more heartily endorse that statement,
1: absolutely. So, we've got a massive team of folks that help out, um, right away way through. It's normally about a seven-month runway, so we normally start around October for a show in May in the UK. Is that I mid? Mean, yeah, something like feels, that. It
0: feels... It's massive, this thing.
1: No, it's, it gets
0: bigger every year, so I can't believe it's not like a full-time thing. I keep, I keep taking,
1: like, um, five months off a of year, Josh. What <laughs> I'm only joking, because we've got all of the Fox events, and we'll talk about that, maybe. I mean, we
0: should, yeah. that's. But, you weren't busy enough, you said. Yeah, sure. but
1: we've got... um So we do this, and then... In terms of the wider community effort, we've got a team of about 30 folks who sit on a program committee. Mm-hmm. You have sat on the program years, um, yeah. team as well um, a number of times. And that's really headed. We, we choose one person to kind of lead that effort each mm-hmm. year. Um, I would love to say everybody puts their hands up, but sometimes it's like, who draws the short straw? <laughs> um but, uh one person will lead that effort of um cat herding all sorts of things um to happen, but then we've got um folks who dedicate their time, and that's kind of two to three months in itself where they will read every submission that comes into the call for papers, yeah, they'll discuss it internally amongst themselves um oh, yeah. then there and there's huge amounts of rating and reviewing that goes on, and more discovery work as well because they'll see something. And we've always been really passionate about trying to find new speakers and yeah. always change, um, always offer fresh perspectives. Mm-hmm. And if you're submitting to a CFP for the first time, you've got no real backstory to, for people to understand straight away. So we have to start digging into um folks where have they have they spoken anywhere before? Are there any recordings of them? Can we see what their style's like? And if they're we're an international event. We get people from all over the world coming yeah. in. So One of the like, biggest. Yeah, you know, like... Oh, like Even we'll,
0: post-pandemic, these numbers are huge.
1: Will we'll this work with... Will this work, like, if they're a non-native English speaker, like, what's the accent like? Et cetera. So all sorts of stuff to work out, okay, what's the what's what's the best program we can put on? And so there's 30 folks that dedicate months of their, their time and effort in yeah. doing that. And it's no mean feat. No. Um, and we yeah. end up then with about 150 sessions to run over three days <laughs> that's the actual show the yeah. to get up to that point yeah. i'm sure is
0: well so just from my tiny little my, myopic perspective as a member of the program committee over different years you know all i'm doing is just rating and reviewing these talks and asking questions just you know hey does this person have the x y or z what is the intent of this or whatever it's just clarification and follow-up and Whatever, and that's still dozens of hours for each individual contributor. And it's nothing, it's like in the grand sweep of all that needs to get done, it's not even you know, it's just a, a blip,
1: yeah. you know, it's huge. So, you've got those folks, yeah. Um, we've got a volunteer network as well, yeah. Um, and so, heap of people come down and they spend um, three, four, five days doing all of the setup and being here, being friendly faces, yeah. um, and uh, e- everything from helping us organize parties to Mm -hmm. um, sitting in a session and making sure that a speaker's got a friendly um, face to look at if they (laughs) need one. Um, Who's just somewhere to focus. Um, Especially if you're like speaking for the first time, you're like, I need need something friendly to look at. Because I'm I'm, I'm not looking at that. I'm not looking at those hundreds of people over there. I was just
0: thinking about what you just said, like here in the UK uh, and in London in particular, it's one of those cosmopolitan cities. Like I don't think anybody here actually cares if people aren't even though we're in England where they speak the English,
1: I don't think anybody cares if you're
0: not a native English I mean, speaker. It's not in the slightest. Not, native, right? not
1: in the slightest. It's it's, uh, it's one of those just to say, okay, well, like let's 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 check the accent out. Yeah. make sure um, you know, Because if somebody's a first time speaker, um, we just wanna like hear it's it's not a barrier. It's yeah. more yeah. a okay, well, do any of our Um, program team need to sit down have a chat mentor a little bit about what it's what it's going to be like to speak to um, a English speaking crowd and do your first talk in English so that's all I meant by that there's no barrier oh no
0: no but but I to your point what I was going to say is I even talked about this in my talk yesterday yeah because I just see I just saw this on Twitter and I can't unsee it now apparently huge chunks of the world and again it makes sense when you think about it but it just you know served me i, I would never have imagined. apparently huge chunks of the world pronounce the letters c l i which as a as a as an american english-speaking nerd i would say i would call a cli uh-huh. lots of people just pronounce it Klee. okay right? so if you go to like if you talk to people in poland and lots of different eastern european countries they'll say cli and it's just why wouldn't they say cle, i guess i mean it makes perfect sense but it's one of those things where yeah maybe you you wouldn't know it's wrong because it's not wrong it's certainly right in a lot of places maybe it's just not going to work here you know or maybe it does and i'm just the right wrong one but i asked people in the audience and like most people as far in that audience yesterday in my particular tiny little audience of however many hundred people they say cli but that doesn't mean that's true everywhere
1: you've spoken at loads of conferences in germany yeah, uh, yeah. and it it, <laughs> it always astounds me that the amount of English words, like especially <laughs> for, t- for tech, yeah, sitting in amongst the German, and I the first time this happened, I was like, do you not have a word for that? <laughs> you know, like they get yeah, for everything yeah, we've got a word for everything. We just use the English instead. Of, like, <laughs> why', <laughs> why? <laughs> um, it's the only it's the <laughs> place I know that that happens French I own a
0: French. France as spoken in French, French as spoken in France, they do things that I like make my ears bleed. So like if you, like le parking, Mm -hmm. you know what that is. I don't have to translate it, you know what parking is, you know, like, but it's not the same word in other parts of the world that speak French because they use the older forms, you know,
1: or like. But it it sounds better than parking. Parking, out come down the east end of London and go some parking.
0: Yeah, Uh, I mean, uh, in English, whatever, I'm just used to these hard consonants, you know, but in French? <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're using silk and then suddenly you hit a brick wall. It just feels you're touching silk and then a wall. Anyway, that here be right right there. All that to say, I understand what you're saying. There's, yeah. a, there's a language check and a tech check that has to be done for every talk, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And we're really thankful. So getting back to conferences and yeah. so we're so thankful. Like I, I stood up on stage to open yesterday alongside Anna Maria, wow. um, who... If those of you don't know, she's um she's an amazing, she works at Red Hat now, having come from IBM. And I interesting, I first met Anna Maria in 2014, 2015 wow. in Devox, Belgium, when she was a junior developer at IBM in Romania. And she came and wanted to talk to me because we just launched Fox Days. And she was like, I really want there to be a independent grassroots led conference in romania i think i know some people who could make it happen how does it work and she was so nervous and just coming over and chatting and now she's doing the Cluj? international um that was in bucharest, that bucharest. One. okay um but yeah there's now one in, in Cluj yeah. as well as in bucharest um and anna um yeah she's now speaking on stages all around the world She's and, a huge, name, and, yeah, yeah totally so um how and I opened yesterday, and it was a bit of a weird opening for us because normally we try and do something fun in London yeah. to open the event. So last year we had um too many zoos open the event. So I don't know if you know these folks. They were like they're a band that they were initially discovered on the New York subway. And there are three of them: one guy with a baritone um, sax, um, another guy with a bass, and another with a uh, with with a. Um, uh, yeah, one of a those. Saxophone? Yeah, uh, not her saxophone. A. Manica. No, another another member of the um the wind <laughs> instrument family. Because but it, I can't remember okay. because I, I'm two, I'm three days in and I'm really <laughs> tired and some things are not working for me right now. Um, but they are so high energy and yeah. it was weird. A couple of years ago, Stefan Janssen pinged me a video. and He thought that this video was on the London Tube, oh. and he was like. You need to get these guys to open the event, they'll be awesome. Yeah. And it's like, Stefan, that's New York, dude. Um, <laughs> but nice idea. Yeah. And then about six months later, my wife said to me, I'm going to this gig that and they're awesome. And it was the same people. And I was like, wow, so they've actually graduated from the New York subway to doing gigs in the UK. Well suddenly. Why do you know? And then Last October, we were looking with like, how do we open an event first time in two and a half years? How right. do we open something? And my up on my um, events calendar popped too many zoos playing X O Y O in London the night before this was opening, and I was like, right, okay. On the phone, called their agent, and I'm like, what times their gig at X O Y O close? And I think it was like three a.m. And I said, do they want to do something at nine a.m. Um, wow. And he was like, You mean six hours later? Yeah. Yeah, okay. They said that they'll do it. Um, these three guys came in. Um, I'm not kidding you, Josh. Best I don't best. think they'd been to bed. Oh, um, uh, that's my style. Yeah. If,
0: if that, that little sleep, I don't even bother jumping
1: on this meeting. They did not look overly happy. Um, but then they got up on stage and they did ten minutes of the most high-energy stuff oh. ever. Um but this year we um
0: Fun.
1: we didn't have we didn't have an opening like that so at about half midnight on Tuesday night um, before uh, we opened the show on Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Um, th- the rumor is that there were some people sat in the hotel next door possibly drinking a soft drink maybe something else and um, an idea was formed that we would play a video including some of Too Many Zoos opening last year, and we would use them as a soundtrack, and we would all jump on stage with inflatable instruments and (laughs) dance around for two minutes. I found it. So that's how we opened this year, which was fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we've got a tradition of doing this kind of stuff. So we... we, a number of years ago, we had Reeps One come and join, and he opened the thing. Reeps One's like a worldwide championship beatboxer, and he came and what he did was broke down technically how he makes these noises, how he makes these sounds. So suddenly, you've got a group of developers sitting there going, oh my god!" Like, so you're breaking this down for us, and they actually can understand. Wow. Um, and I don't know if you ever saw James Beach, who did a—he was yeah. a um, comedian. He came and opened. He's the for one that us.
0: does these insane. Uh, jokes on yeah people? dot com the, the derkies yeah yeah the, yeah. You know, the in the tub oh I, is that the one i think no this guy did
1: um this guy did a series called dot com which was basically looking at all of the early um internet scams yeah basically what he did is he responded to every spam email that he received I, this, over the course of two years same guy. same guy yeah okay this guy like
0: he was talking about living with his flatmate and like as it, he just became obsessed with his little yellow duckies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At one point, there's like one ducky, the Next thing, there's like three. And then there's next, is like all along the mirror, and then along the floor, and then along the, and then the whole bathtub was filled with duckies. And then they said, "No more duckies, please. None. No, no more small little duckies." And so he, he said, "So he said, fine." Next, next thing you know, there's a giant ducky yeah. size of the bathroom, you know.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Mad. So we always try to have a bit of fun when we open up and it's about creating some energy, oh, um, yeah. getting everybody up and uh, and, and running it, yeah. for it. Um, so yeah, we're really pleased to be back. It's... do um, you... Go on.
0: So you, you've, you DevOps UK. Yeah. Unqualified success, huge. How'd you get to Vox Days?
1: Ah, right? Uh, right, okay, Vox Days. So for those who don't know, Vox Days, basically like DevOps events, only a bit smaller. So, what happened was um because there's, like there's like
0: six devoxes, right or seven there's
1: hours. six devoxes. um Dev-X-I. in france uk belgium poland ukraine. morocco and ukraine although, for obvious reasons that's probably not happening this year right um terrible, terrible yeah days. yeah although we are doing a devox in um poland yeah devox yeah. for ukraine right um which is a, a small event that gregosh um duda who runs yeah. devox poland is putting on in order to um raise funds yeah. um for the ukrainian uh, refugee effort so um please, please 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 check that out um and donate if you can and uh, and and help some extra folks out yeah, I know there's a terrible I know situation there personally yes.
0: affected by this there's mortars yeah where, where yeah. their family lives you know it's
1: a nightmare, where they live. Um, so there were six of those. Back in 2014, 2015, something like that. Um, on, the, on the shop floor here in um, uh, DevOps UK, walking around the exhibition.
0: Which has so, grown bigger, by the way. It used to be a little small one upstairs. Now yeah. it's like this whole expo hall. It yeah, changed. it's good. It's good. It's
1: but do you know what? It's not. It's not too big. So I was saying to you just yeah. before we came on air that... We we're kind of at about two thirds of pre-pandemic levels yeah. now. And it feels nice and comfortable. And actually, it feels like we're gonna keep on growing mm-hmm. at, at small increments until we get back to that space. But it feels very much like we're a community of folks that are finding our feet again together. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we're holding each other's hands as we or giving enough space if required. Right. Um yeah. but no, <laughs> we're we're rediscovering just normal all together and that's good because Do you... i don't think i'd want to be in a space where at the moment personally you know like i'm yeah face really tight up the... no. face to face with folks i'm wearing a
0: mask but yeah if you, you just, are just just you and i both care about each other so we you know we're keeping our distance and all that just in case um what, what was that guy i know you gotta go very soon yeah. what's the the guy who did sweet caroline
1: um, um uh not neil tyman neil tyman is that
0: him it might be him he did a, a he when the pandemic hit because the line's like hand in hand touching me touching you he did a, a new version yeah like don't touch me i won't
1: touch you yeah. so
0: <laughs> oh, great like sweet caroline anyway, was it neil tyman i think it was yeah I, i'll check it later when, when we have a
1: minute it but fell out of spotify last year and yanked all of his music off or was that neil young that did that, was that neil young. Uh, okay and i appreciate yeah. why neil Young. Um, yeah, TV. yeah, totally. I love his music totally. too. I'm
0: sad to see it go, but I'll buy it elsewhere.
1: Anyway. Um, so, um yeah, Fox, Fox days. days. So um walking through the <laughs> exhibition floor. I love rambling with Thank you, too, Josh. Buddy. Um and two guys approached me, um, Federico Yankelovich and Celestino Bellone. And um. they were they were in visiting DevOps UK. They came Is that from um, Yeah, they came from Switzerland. Um yeah. they they live and work in a, a little city called Lugano down in the um south eastern corner of um of switzerland life is hard for them really close to the italian really? border surrounded by beautiful <laughs> lakes and these <laughs> like gorgeous mountains and watering oh yeah it's so hard so hard so Where well, the tulips come out every 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 spring and it yeah. just looks amazing A- anyway yeah they were crying about the fact that they live somewhere so awful <laughs> and um no, they they said hey we really want can we do a devox in in switzerland we, we're from a tiny little uh, we, yeah. they're both italian actually so they're, they're, but they live in um switzerland um uh, we, we live in this um tiny little city but we've got a really amazing and passionate tech community over there yeah and so i mentioned this to stefan and he's like nah you know what it's so much effort that realistically I don't think it'll be big enough over there, um, but we carried on chatting, mm-hmm. and at some point the idea was, well, hang on, why don't we do like a DevOps light, effectively, like a smaller one-day event where it can be like three, four hundred people. Yeah. Um, and so we decided that we would do that together. Yeah. Um, and that we would then help people that live and work in cities that have got really great communities of developers for them to be able to have a completely neutral um yeah vendor neutral professional great conference in their in their, community. In their backyard yeah. because you know it's really it's really expensive like with your oh, yeah. if you're if you're Um, working in Switzerland and suddenly you say, hey boss, I tell you what, I really want to go to Belgium for this. And the tickets are X, Y, you know, whatever level. More than $2 than a billion. And um, then I've got flight costs and I've got um, accommodation costs and everything on top of that. No wonder training budgets get get disappeared pretty quickly. So we said, yeah, let's do it. And then we racked our brains for a while of what we call this thing and then i i'm going to claim this one i had a brainwave it's not the most imaginative brainwave um but i was looking at devox and i thought what happens if you just move the e and the d and <laughs> shoved them off the ends and so vox was born and it's great Ta-da. vox's
0: voice in, in latin right yeah
1: absolutely well that's where devox came from yeah. it was, originally. originally it's like the voice of the, the yeah. voice of yeah. developers and so we've just carried that tradition on and now yeah since they launched we've i think the most we've ever done in one year is 16 of those um normally it's around 12 something yeah. like that this year already there are vox days that have happened in sydney and melbourne in australia wow. um uh in romania but online mm. um but with later this year Cluj will be an in-person possibly a hybrid event right next week we've got one in zurich in switzerland a couple of weeks after that, there's Trieste in Italy, which is a new one mm-hmm. um for, for this year, brand new for 22. And shortly after that, you've got Luxembourg um and then Thessaloniki in Greece. Wow. So they it's round relevant. off the... Uh, the uh, these are all great things. Luxembourg, yeah. every year, is a two-day show. And they coincide it with... um, Is it the Crown Prince's birthday or something? <laughs> so there's basically the next day is a public holiday. yeah. And Luxembourg City, a big swave of it, gets shut down to... There's tra- traffic. Yeah. And there are sound stages on the streets and it's like a big festival. and So they coincide with that every year, which is great. Thessaloniki is just one of my favourite places in the world to yeah. go to. Uh, the people are so friendly. Um, there's just an amazing culture there. And um, so I get to... I'm really lucky. I get to not really have a real job but still get to travel to right. <laughs> um, i places. I used to play, you know, Vox Days Bingo to see how many I could... How, how many you could yeah, get Yeah, I've
0: done, you know, most, if not all of them, certainly not all of them, but most of them I've done at least once. Yeah. And, and I did, I had one year where I did every Devox. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You yeah. know,
0: and like more than a dozen different Vox yeah. or whatever. And it's getting to the point where now I don't even, you know,
1: we could book your diary out for you. Yeah, you
0: totally could. I, if I wanted to be moving all the
1: time, I could yeah. just do your shows and I'd still be busy. But it's really important to say that these are not kind of centrally organised in no. the sense that our job, Stefan and I, we we kind of act as facilitators, mentors to some extent. But yeah. our job is really just to say, hey, look, we can probably help you out in terms of um, access to some speakers. Um, if we can give them a shout and say encourage them to come to your event, we can. We do a little toolbox for them, which is like a web, website templates, um, and they get to use um, some of the apps that we've got out yeah. there, and just give them kind of one hundred ones on things like event marketing fundamentals, operations fundamentals, yeah. et cetera. Because between between Stefan and I, yeah. we've run, I've got no idea how many events. I know that it's over the course of da, 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 I think combined we've got like 38 years worth of event organizing yeah. experience. Yeah. Um and um allegedly grey hairs to show for, right? But yeah, yeah. Stefan was supposed to be on this on this today as well. But we're so out of practice. I've not seen him for two no, and a half years. Two and a half years Um but we're so out of practice that he checked his passport as he was about <laughs> to get on the train. Oh, uh, and he's like holy cow like that yeah. expired six six days ago ah. um so i'll have to wait a little bit longer to see him but yeah we we provide this stuff but it's down at the grassroots level it's a yeah. it's about people who are passionate about their community of developers locally
0: mm-hmm.
1: taking a big risk yeah. and also dedicating a lot of time and energy yeah. to bringing top grade content <laughs> out to an audience of folks locally and i love them for it i love it too um they're they're so brilliant
0: devox and the Vox are some of my all-time double-edged favorite shows people are going to want to learn more they can go to devox.co.uk for this show right yeah
1: and devox.com in general for um and they can find all of them and also voxdays.com yeah uh so that's video double x-e-d days.com
0: and you are on the are you on the internet do you want to be found and if so where do they find you
1: that I deleted myself from the internet. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at um, MrHazel. Um, no underscore,
0: no nothing like that. No, just it's at just Ms-
1: M-R- MRHAZEL. Um, ZEL for our yeah. US listeners. <laughs> um, they can find me over there, and if they want to know anything about um, the shows, and also, you know, like we're a big community of folks that share. So, like, this week I've been. It's so nice being able to hang out with people like Prateek Patel, who oh, runs yeah. Dev Nexus over in Atlanta. One of my favorite Java shows to go to. Yeah, and so um, just there, we were just yeah.
0: there yeah, it ago. was
1: two weeks ago. Like yeah. we all need to sort our scheduling sh- oh. shares out because we're getting too close to one <laughs> yeah. another, and it's like, hey, Mark, do you want to come? No, can't because got it. I'm, r- I'm, I'm ramp up like, to ramp up one. to this one. Um, so it's so nice seeing him, like Shah. Yeah. um you know, Shira-changa, Shira-changa, yeah. um is here this week so real community focused people yep and we get to it's so nice to be able to hang out together and actually so discuss what the future of our communities needs to be yeah um or how do we find a consensus on what 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 that'll be how do we you know even talking about things like code of conduct this week where we were saying hang on have we moved to, is it is it a little bit too, hey, here are all the rules about coming to my conference as yeah. opposed to let's widen this stuff out and talk about diversity and inclusion policies and actually like throw it out to communities and yeah. say, OK, you determine what what things should be like. And we we need new sets of um, processes and stuff like that. So we've just been throwing ideas around all together so we this to be- week, which is really cool
0: for developers. By developers. Yeah. By the way, I just want to commend you. I noticed that you've got like, obviously speaking of changing to adapt to the current times, you you, you come to this show and they give you red, yellow, and green Uh, stickers to accommodate your
1: yeah, so it's basically um, on your name badges, you put a green sticker if you're into, like, handshakes and high fives, yeah. a yellow sticker if it's elbows only, or red if it's, like, more space, please. And all we're saying is, please respect each other. Right. I would love to claim credit for that, but someone brilliant. took a picture of it at Dev Nexus two weeks ago and sent it to me, and I was like, "Yeah, that's brilliant. And actually, a couple of days ago, we were getting set up the day before we opened and Vince Myers, who's one of the organizers of Dev, Dev Nexus, walked past the doors and spied this and came running in. He's like, hey, <laughs> yes. you stole my idea. And it's like, oh, well, you know what they say about copyright. If yeah. it's right, copy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, so no, it's great because like, he, was, he was like, yeah, that's Aww. super cool. I'm so pleased that you're doing that as well. Okay. But we need to, you know, it's about respect for one another. Actually, and more now than ever man it's a weird world right now it's going to take us it's yeah. going to take us time to all be comfortable in these kind of high density crowded yeah. environments and we need to we need to be really patient with one another we need to support each other and i'm so pleased that we're continuing our tradition here of making sure that we've got talks on um mental health um and awareness mm-hmm. Um, around those issues and last year we had a brilliant opening keynote with Lindsay Kohler um, talking about mental health in the workplace and this year Freddie Harper came over and he's been talking about mental health and it's something really personal and important to him as well so and shows need to conferences I think need to talk about it more Fred was saying to me he's submitted this talk to dozens of CFPs and yeah. we're the only one that's accepted him so far. And I was like, wow, I was so surprised, but now there'll be a YouTube video of yeah. it. And now he can show that to other conferences and say, this is this is actually what the talk is. Please, please, please consider yeah. putting it on because that stuff needs to be shared into as many places as possible. I, a little,
0: be a little uh, behind the scenes here. I have a podcast episode with a member of the team who struggled with really bad mental health issues, right? Really the worst kind, right? And uh, led to thoughts of self-harm and all that. And and, anyway, so he approached me, do you want to do an episode? And I was like, oh, it's very, it's not really, you know, it's not the same as what we normally talk about. And I was like, well, yeah, let's do it. Because he's an amazing person. Amazing. So we did the episode and my. Goodness, you—it was one of the
1: most popular episodes. Yeah, it's like, it's it's it, illuminating, and we need to. People need
0: to hear this, especially my, now.
1: My dream of um, for DevOps UK here, we're limited on space, but my dream for a few years now has been that we can persuade the venue to open a new room for us, oh. where we can have things like guided meditations, breathing workshops, mm-hmm. and also just dedicated... Dedicated quiet space yeah. that people can go to and just self repair a little bit. Yeah. Um. But I really want to be able to. I think that there needs to be conversations, but also, not just conversations, like little toolkits of how we can look after ourselves better. That mm-hmm. if the pressure ramps up, mm-hmm. as the pressure gauge is going up, before it gets to stress. Yeah. That there are tools that we can use to. To we bring use, we ourselves back. Yeah, exactly. The release valve is so important. So there's lots of stuff that, like that that we need to talk about. And so, yeah, Devox and Vox, they're technical shows. Mm-hmm. But most of it, I mean, DevOps UK. Shows. Yeah, and we have like a people and culture track here in DevOps UK where yeah. we talk about um, people related issues. And that used to a lot be about things like, oh, how do I get into management? Um, or you know, like, and and topics like, how do I stop myself from getting into management? And other topics like, I've just promoted my best developer to being a manager and now they're not a very good manager and now I've lost my best developer because they're being busy being not a very good manager. And I, I hope that we've learned all of those, a lessons. lot of those lessons. And yeah. so now we can talk about other stuff and you know, having, making sure that, these events are all about what's right for the wider community, um, and exactly. listening to the wider community to understand what that might be, and then adapting going forward. Um, that's all I ask. Um, you're doing great. Of anybody, really,
0: you're doing great, and the world needs it right now, as you know. There's a land war at the west doorstep. There's a pandemic of a, a terrible virus that has killed countless people, and uh, yeah, it takes. It takes somebody like you to do something about it. You're, you're amazing. You're amazing and I'm glad to be a, be your friend and your shows are amazing. Thanks for uh, making the mistake of having me every year. Josh. Been a pleasure.
1: I love you. Love Thank you. you very much.
0: Thank you. I sampled music from Steve Combs' Them from Morning in Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh and if you can't uh or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Joshlong for as low as four dollars a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.